Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast, brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. Hey, Church Planner, this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones. And smack happens. Smack happens. No that, denying it. That's a new t-shirt that Peyton Jones is having made up. Hashtag Absolutely. smack happens. <laughs> Did you see that t-shirt on um, on Facebook where it says Calvinism, hashtag some lives matter? That was hilarious. I shared that with every Calvinist I knew. Oh, well, yeah. See, oh, yeah. here's the thing. I might have grown up in the church, but once you guys start getting into all this... I'm a Calvinist. I'm an Armenian, whatever. I thought that was like a nationality or something. And I, I'm like, <laughs> I have no. So I had to go look that stuff up to understand the joke. Yeah. Yeah. And and you got an education. Maybe maybe that was that guy's intention. <laughs> all I know is. Educate all of you. All I know is I was like, all right, well, still pretty confusing. <laughs> You know, I like to end where Paul ends on that whole conversation. Um, keep in mind, he's talking about people groups. Keep in mind, he's talking about Israel versus the Gentiles. Um, that is the context of that conversation. I think sometimes we rip that conversation out of it. I don't even know what conversation you're talking about, man. It's no, Romans so 9, 10, 11. And where, where he ends is where everybody ought to end and kind of shut up. And that is... Oh, the mysteries of God's his ways beyond finding out. Who knows the mind of the Lord for who shall instruct him? I mean, Paul goes into this whole doxology. It's actually called the doxology. <laughs> and it is about God's mysterious ways. Paul's saying, I'm just, I'm just touching the tip of the iceberg. But, you know, for me as uh, a guy who years ago was, was heavily in the reformed circle, um, the context, and I know like, People are kind of like, you can't be here. But the context of the argument for me, whether you're talking Ephesians, whatever, 
I don't, I've, I've told people I've never changed my views from when I was reformed in the sense that I never had a philosophical problem with if God wants to elect people. I've never had a problem with that. But the deal is I just look at the conversation now and go, but that's, but Paul's talking Gentiles versus Jews here. That's the context of Ephesians. He's telling them you were chosen before the foundation of the world as Gentiles. In other words, you were not an afterthought. You were part of God's salvation plan before he ever talked to Abraham. That recouches the entire argument when you read it in the context. Uh, is Calvinism true? Maybe. His ways are beyond finding out. Is Arminianism true? Maybe. His ways are beyond finding out. One day we'll know. But I love what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon said, those names don't exist in heaven. He, he has a, his very last sermon that he preached. Um, Spurgeon said, you know, he started kind of talking. Uh, and I think Whitfield did the same thing. Spurgeon said in his very last sermon that uh, this is the felt, deepest, by the way, smack talk has ever been. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like solving the mysteries in the universe in a few minutes. The first uh, three minutes of our podcast. And this is where we're at. <laughs> No, you remember before we're like, we're like, I don't know if I have smack talk. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. Smack happens. It just happens. See, this is what happens. Smack does not happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sitting here going, oh, I wound him up. He's going. He's He, well, he has well, seen the finish line and he's okay. not quitting. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm it. stumbling like a, like in a marathon. Finish just, it. Just on zombie. zombie finish form. him. <laughs> my finishing combo move. So Spurgeon, you know, Whitfield preached a sermon where he said, you know, St. Peter, are there any Calvinists up there? Any, any uh, Episcopal? And he kept answering back, we don't have those names up here. We don't know those names. We only know the name Christian. And then um, Spurgeon, when, when he preached his last sermon, he, uh, he was preaching and he said um, he believed that there was mystery in this for a reason, because he said uh, the Arminians um, there are certain scriptures you read, you, you can come out um, believing more of the Arminian way, but he goes, but that's to get us to keep preaching to all creatures. And of course, he was a, a dyed-in-the-wool Calvinist, but he said, but the Calvinism side, he said, that's there to give us confidence. But he goes, but the tension is God-ordained. God wrote the scripture. He doesn't come out and clearly explain it. There is mystery. And the reason why is because that tension is necessary between what appears to be a paradox. And that that's that's a mature theology right there, brother, where you step back and go, woo, mystery. You know, I can't explain all this and I don't have to. So can I talk about my underwear now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Some underwears matter, Pete. Oh, I think all underwear matters. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very true statement, I'm afraid. All, all, all deodorant matters. I learned that very quickly at concerts, dude. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, it does. <laughs> I don't. I, you know, I was gonna share some good smack talk, but now I got nothing more to share. Well, so well, okay. why don't we so, just jump so into the topic? Cut, Way man. to go! Way to go! Yeah, yeah. Hey, so tell me about your Star Wars mug. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to repeat that story. It was good, man. I, I thought that was pretty genius. Why don't you tell them about the birthday gift I got for you and so me Pete, on your birthday? Pete yeah, Pete and I are, are clearly best of friends for a reason. Because when we buy birthday gifts for other people, we buy them for ourselves as well. <laughs> Usually we're up. Uh, I'd like two of those, please. <laughs> yeah. 
That's exactly. My wife said to me the other day, she goes, see, when I buy gifts for people, I don't buy one for myself, too. <laughs> well, you know, that's just her shortchanging her own self. That's, I mean, that's not something to be proud of. That means she didn't like what she she bought you. It means it was on sale. Mm, yeah, yeah. We well, like how at Luke's birthday party, Luke, by the way, if, if you're new to the podcast, he's my five-year-old. He, he just turned five a few weeks back. And uh, he must have gotten four or five of the exact same gift. <laughs> and I I turned to one guy there and I go, you can tell what was on sale at Target this last week. <laughs> Absolutely. What was it? It was the uh, Captain America shield that also shoots Nerf bullets. What was a Captain America party? So he kind of set himself up to get repetitive Captain America gifts. Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know, the ironic part is he wasn't upset with it. Heck No. Now he's got one for each of his friends. But for me, that's why I was like, hey, man, I know he's going to have a shield. I need to get him a bow and arrow. Dude, I'm telling you, that was the be- I didn't know that was from you. Yeah. I was like, this is the best gift ever because I'm like, <laughs> you got to use that shield, man. I'd, I'd go, hey, uh, uh, Luke, go run across the backyard. And I'd, I'd be trying to shoot him. <laughs> Most people- With your shield. Make it fun for him. Let him be Captain America. Most people would think that was inappropriate. Me? I thought it was very appropriate. I thought it was perfect. So Pete got me a uh, a coffee mug, which uh, today, by the way, is like International Coffee Founded Day, no right? Kidding. Like I know it's like it's coffee day. Oh, is that why like Matthew that. Fretwell put on the uh, Facebook? Yeah, I think uh, the guy who invented coffee should get some sort of posthumous award or something like that. Yeah, and I wrote goats because guys, we need to take a moment of silence to honor the Peruvian mountain goats who uh, gave the idea for coffee. If you don't know the story, the story is that a bunch of goat herders in the Andes Mountains were herding goats, as you do, and uh, they noticed that they're goats. I've heard of goats. Yeah. um, I've I've had a lot of jobs over the years. Been a firefighter, factory worker, barista, uh, fireman, RN, um, clinical troubleshooter, uh, company policy writer. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of jobs, you, you, you could say, but uh, goat herder is not one of them. But uh, I hear it told that the goat herders of the Andes Mountains noticed that the goats were super energetic and um, they uh, were jumping around excitedly. And the Peruvians are like, what, what's going on, man? Why, did, why are these goats so they're hyperactive? Turns out they were eating off of the coffee bush. If you don't know, your coffee bean is a seed inside of a big, red, ripe coffee berry that grows on the coffee plant. And uh, what happens is uh, they were eating. Why don't they sell coffee berries? Um, They taste nasty. They're really nasty. And uh, they're sour. Yeah, but so is that one coffee where the monkey's got to eat it and expel it, and then it's like the finest coffee ever? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. They, 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 it's, it's their pooped out coffee bean. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it should be like one of those type of products. You know, these we, are coffee berries. Probably, and if you don't like it, there's a problem with you. Cause that's basically you, what you're you saying. You and I could probably start this. We could start a human processed coffee bean and, no, you know, poop stop. out our coffee. Why beans. did you go there? Seriously? That Dude, I'm just saying, you know where the line make- is? You know, you know that line? About two, three, four miles hey, over. Church it. planner, look, we know you're by vocation. If you're looking for a way to really make your fortune, you create that coffee bean. Coffee bean. And then I want to go on Shark Tank with it. Yeah. yeah. Jamie and, and I have been just... looking to come up with an idea so we can get on Shark Tank. <laughs> 
Absolutely. And uh, it will be worth a fortune. It's why is it okay for monkeys? <laughs> it's like monkey butt Here's coffee my point. or something. I don't think it is okay. That was my whole point. Wow. People apparently want to pay a bunch of money for it. I'm just saying. That's why I think you could have something really foul and just sell it for a lot of money. And then you're like, look, if you don't like it, the problem is with you. You know, the the truest fable that was ever written, Hans Christian Andersen, The Emperor's New Clothes. Because as soon as a monkey poops out a coffee bean and someone processes it, grinds it, roasts it, and uh, sells it for a bunch of money, everyone's like, oh, this is the best coffee I've ever tasted. And yet, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't so want to I never about. got to this coffee mug. By the way, guys, welcome oh, yeah, to yeah. the Church Planner Podcast. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking we about on today's episode? What? What are we talking about on today's episode? We're going to talk about Halloween. That's it. How to get your Halloween on? Yeah, we are. And and if you if, if it's about six weeks out that we're recording this to actually make it helpful for you because it's no good. You know, I think last year we had something about Halloween like a week before, right? That's not going to help you. But, you know, what, if you're new to the podcast, what we do is we we, we basically screw around, entertain ourselves. Hopefully, uh, you, if you're a church planner, you're going to understand Smack Talk because Smack Talk is just we're just hanging out, being real. Talking. See, everyone who's uptight and like emails us and says, I hate the Smack Talk. We can tell you haven't actually planted yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to relax a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, so Pete got me this coffee mug, and when you fill it up with hot liquid, namely coffee, um, we didn't take our moment of silence for the goats. But, it it uh, actually doesn't work with tea. Yeah. Well, anyways, these Peruvian Andes goat herders, I'm back to my coffee mug in a minute. No, no, finish the coffee mug. St- okay. Stick with I'm it. I'm torn. Stick with it. Keep going. I'm torn. Keep going. Okay. Thousand points of light. Stay the course. No new taxes. Read my lips. So here we go. We, uh, he got me his coffee mug. As you fill it up with coffee, uh, it has lightsabers all around, uh, the, the, you know, perimeter of the cup. As you fill it up, all the different lightsabers. So it's all got, the, all it, of the lightsabers. It's got them named, you know, Anakin's, Luke's, Yoda's, Dooku. It's got them all. Yeah. And when you fill it up with coffee, um, it, the lightsabers ignite. So, and Pete had a good theory. He was like, you know, it's kind of a, an accurate statement there that, Hey, if the coffee mug is full, that means that the lightsaber is fully extended. Stay if, away from as, me. As you, yeah, stay away from me because I'm dangerous. My lightsaber is, you know, it's lit. Like keep your distance as that lightsaber goes down, meaning that the liquid in the cup goes down, it's safer to approach Pete. And the lightsabers start to go down. So I think it's actually a warning system mug. And that's really how they should be selling it. Yeah. Not as a novelty yeah. item, as a warning system. That's true. That's good marketing. It could be good marketing if they would just implement. Yeah. But like most people I talk to, they won't implement. True dat. Yeah. True dat. I don't know, man. I seriously, I don't feel like I got any smack talk today. Well, let's just kick straight into Halloween. I'm going to go get a new iPhone this afternoon. Are you? You getting the seven? I'm gonna get seven. I'm gonna get you seven. Buy me one for Church Planner Magazine. I'm no. The only reason why I'm gonna get the seven is because uh, my sugar six, daddy. My six is just not doing good. It's it's limping across the finish line, and I think it's time I I upgrade. I think it's time. I gotta check my contract, man. I'm never going to do one of those contracts again, man. They rip you on those things. They're like, oh yeah, you buy your phone slowly over time. Next time I'm buying my phone flat out. Just buying it. Really? Why? 
Because then it's my phone and I don't got to pay. They charge you all kinds of extra crap with? when you do that plan. Who are you with? AT&T. Oh, I don't know. Is that I'm the mistake? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, here's the thing that's honestly kept me from getting the iPhone 7. Like, I was like, this is just horrible. It doesn't have an earphone jack. I what? really. Yeah, it doesn't have one. So I really don't want to go buy new headphones because <clears throat> it all has to go in now through the lightning connector. Well, wait a second. Doesn't so it has an earphone jack, the new wireless one? It has no headphone jack. Oh. Oh, okay. It has to go in through the lightning. Yeah. Connector. Are you trading your phone in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a, Verizon, they'll give you two fifty for it. That's about what I'd get if I sold it on eBay. Right. So does it have to be a Verizon phone or can I trade in an AT and T phone? I bet I wouldn't even tell them. I doubt they're going to check it, oh, dude. I'm so going to check my contract. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I mean, because here's the thing: I sit at my desk all day with my phone plugged in, so I've always got a good charge. But I use my headset. So what am I supposed to do now? Like I can't plug in and charge my phone and use my headset. It's a one or the other situation with the phone. Wow. So, so the real question is, how how good of a recording would you get if we recorded off those? What do you mean? The, um, the oh, audio? The, uh, you know how like sometimes we do, uh, we, we'll be out and about and we'll interview someone without all of our kit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have we used the iPhone? I have. I've used it before. I don't know. Sounds okay. So, hey, um, by the way, uh, there is a new podcast out. It's called Always Forward, and it is with the Anglican Church Planting uh, Network. I want to get those guys on. They got some good stuff to say. And so if you guys are looking for another church planting podcast, you want to check them out. Um, They just got started yesterday. So you can go give them a listen, give them a little, little how, shout out. How much did uh, did they pay for you to promote? Because I didn't see nothing. My cut. Nothing. Yeah, that's what I'd say too. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just being kingdom minded, y'all. So hey, um, Pete, you know I I I did notice that many Anglicans nowadays are using PayPal as a cheap and easy giving source. What? By the way, we have no sound effects today. What? Are you serious? After all those clips I sent over? After all those clips you sent me. Yeah. Dang. I sent Pete like a hundred sound bites today. Here, I can recreate them. Give me some sugar, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of them. Uh, what you was another me- one? Oh, wait. You found me attractive once. Yeah, but you got no, real no, 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 no. If you're going to do that quote, you got to do it right. <laughs> You used to find me attractive. Baby, you got real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great movie, man. I think I saw that movie in church of all places. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Youth group. Youth group. Come on. Kids, that's why you don't touch the Necronomicon. No, actually, I take that back. It was Evil Dead 2 we saw. We didn't Army of Darkness. No, you did not. Yeah, I don't think that Army of Darkness is the creepiest, out scariest movie ever made. You're kidding me. No, Evil Dead 2? Well, actually, one is scary. One is. Evil Dead 2 was just funny. Like, when he starts running in between the sets on this stage. D- disclaimer, do not go watch that movie, everybody. If you've not seen it, don't be like, <laughs> oh, Evil Dead. I would Pete, watch it in church. I would love to go watch that movie. <gasps> Sounds like I'm missing out. Don't do that. I don't. I don't remember it being a bad movie. 
Oh, I'm done. Pete Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> Army of Darkness is in an entirely no. different league. No, okay. Here, here was the progression. I've still to this day never seen the Evil Dead. Because I heard that was supposed to be a serious movie. Evil Dead 2 was hilarious because it was like a spoof on the horror movie. Like when he's running from the thing that's chasing him and all of a sudden he starts running in between the sets. Yeah. Like they're making fun of the fact that it's a movie. Of course, yeah. It was hilarious. Evil Evil Dead 1 is not like that. How about when he flies in the air? He flies in the air for about a half a mile and then they cut and he's like 10 feet from where... He took off. It's hilarious. Yeah, he Sam Raimi totally deviated from the first one. Um, the first one is terrifying, and is it, really? it is it is on it is up there with The Exorcist as far as scary. Shop smart. Shop S smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have no appreciation if you've seen Army of Darkness, which is a third part, which is all a comedy um, compared because to the first they one. yeah because they just were like. Okay, Evil Dead 2 took off. Maybe we should do something like that just funny. Yeah. yeah and now apparently there's even a TV show on uh, one of the cable premium channels. There is, yeah, and it's it's apparently meant to be funny. but uh, I don't know. I watched the first episode and I was like, I am not watching this. Yeah, yeah. I was like. Yeah, I didn't it. even bother, man. I'm I didn't even bother. I, that's you know, I'm way too holy. Way too holy for that. Well, but anyway, back to your Anglican church that's uh, using PayPal as a cheap and easy placeholder. <laughs> We can't ever do a commercial we right. We really can't, man. We start down the path and then it's like, I, squirrel! I forgot, squirrel! <laughs> I forgot we're doing a commercial. <laughs> we are do- hey, We better do it over. <laughs> okay, please start it over again. Hey, Pete, I've been noticing a lot of Anglicans are using PayPal as a cheap and easy giving source. Well, stop it. A better solution is here. You need to tell them about MoGive.com and that's spelled... M-O-G-I-V, Pete? dot com forward slash church mogive.com is a text-based and online giving platform built specifically for the needs of new and growing churches head on over to mogive.com forward slash church to get your church started accepting money online and via text <laughs> you're reminding me of jim carrey somehow in your face when you're doing that let me tell you a lot of sometimes about fire safety kids <laughs> Now let's just say those were great, Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, Let me tell you a little bit about online giving, catch. <laughs> Dude, he was just scary. He's like burnt to death. He's like, let me tell you about fire safety, catch. <laughs> you know, I used to give those talk in schools. Oh no, did you? I did. Yeah, we actually. This is cool. Before we get into our topic. We talk about scary, man. Talk, you know, this actually goes full circle into a lot of our discussion today. We had this um, trailer that we would take around, and in, in the, you know how like you go to those food carts, and they're like uh, like at the carnival, and it's like the back of a, a trailer truck, but it flops down, like it's got a window that opens, becomes a counter. So it, those are those are like you know chip chip wagons or whatever. You know they fry up fish and chips and stuff in them. So we had one of these uh, when I was with the fire department and they would, uh, they had this mannequin in there and what they would do is they would fill up a, a chip pan. So it's like French fries, but they're thick cut and uh, they, they fry them in oil. So what would happen is 
when the the oil gets to a certain degree of of heat, it it ignites. And so they were saying, look, you know, you got to be really careful. But while you're giving the presentation, you hit this little thing that sprinkles water on it. You know, like here's what happens to a chip fire if if you put water on or on an oil fire. And of course, the the steam that comes off the heat, it spreads the oil droplets, so it causes this huge explosion. And the chick, her clothes burn up. It's like a mannequin. She catches on fire. Really creepy. It's kind of like the beginning of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Those old mannequins catch flame. It's pretty traumatic for kids. And kids cried and stuff because the explosion would happen. All this heat would come. Fire would shoot up into the sky. You'd have a burning mannequin. It wasn't pretty. Fun. (laughs) Remember, (laughs) kids. I love it, man. I love it. So uh, why don't we just go ahead and jump right into today's topic? All right. Cool. Great, Scott. It's time for this week's topic. <laughs> Welcome, you are. Oh, gosh. You are you do better at that than our recording of Yoda. Hey, man, I should have a gig on Fiverr. That's all I'm saying. Happy birthday, Gina. <laughs> Old you are. Wise you will grow. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, I could I, I start a new job. Uh. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Halloween. Dear Pete and Peyton, my church doesn't believe in Halloween. This year, they'll be celebrating. No, what exactly do you mean by doesn't believe? Like you don't believe the date exists? You uh, <laughs> don't believe that, that October should go past 30 days? Well, let, let's talk for a second about this because a lot of people don't know what to do when Halloween comes around in America. A lot of Christians like it and they like it secretly because maybe they go to a church where they're like, Bobby Boucher, Halloween's a devil. So all of a sudden now they're in this dilemma because they're like, oh, I've been asked to go serve at the church carnival that they're doing, but you know, church carnival kind of sucks. So what do I do? Right? So you know, let, let's just kind of unpack it. Is it wrong to celebrate Halloween? Well, Pete and I did a podcast a little while ago that talked about, you know, how to use the holidays to reach to unreached people. Remember, in church playing, that's what you're trying to do. So, you you know, Halloween rolls around. Um, what we often do is, you know, and, and by the way, I have no issue with Halloween whatsoever. If you ask me what I think about Halloween, Halloween is... Yes, it, it, it originally uh, came about through Samhain. It was a pagan festival. Um, but the Catholic Church years ago redeemed it. They basically said, well, let's do All Saints Day on the next day. So uh, it'll become All Hallows' Eve the night before. And, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was meant to be basically a night where you worshipped and prayed against evil, which is kind of a cool way to redeem it. But then, of course, over time, they said, well, hey, let, you know, we could have fun with this. And so trick or treat came about. And my, my thought is for 2000 years, the church has been really good at taking pagan things and making them Christian. Um, we are into redeeming pagans. That is what we are meant to do. The first century and the book of Acts was all about redeeming pagans. And so I don't have any problem with the church saying, hey, you got your holiday? Let's, let's make it our holiday. In fact, uh, when you have um, holidays in the Bible, um, Jesus strategically picked those holidays as times where he would um, 
he would actually uh, use them to uh, proclaim who he was. And so following suit, just like Pentecost, uh, not only on the, on the uh, Feast of Tabernacles did Jesus uh, use the time where they poured out the, um, or was it the Feast of Trumpets? I can't remember. Where they poured out the water on the temple steps and Jesus cries out, if any man thirsts, let him come to me. I mean, all of the holidays, Jesus did things, right? Um, he would go to Jerusalem and he would make some incredible statement that would tie in with that holiday and everybody would be talking about it. Um, the day of Pentecost was the Feast of the first fruits. So God seemed to set this precedent in the New Testament of using these holidays as a way of proclaiming Jesus. And so I, for me as a church planner, I'm looking at society, I'm looking at culture, and something's happened in America in the last 10 to 20 years where basically um, we're, we're saying, hey, um, you know, Halloween is cool. Now you got Halloween Christmas lights that you hang up. Um, there's whole Halloween stores that open up around Halloween. If you're watching the culture, people are super into Halloween. So why not use that donkey for the master's use? Why not say, hey, you know, the master has need of your donkey, Halloween. We're going we're gonna to set Jesus on this thing, and we're going to proclaim him and lift him up. And so um, for me, the key is, what do I do? For Halloween, there's different different approaches. Um, you could, um, for example, always what the church has done before is said, Halloween is evil, and we need to come out from them and be separate, and we need to have our own Halloween. And so they have a harvest festival. It takes a lot of money, and it it takes a lot of effort and a lot of. Uh, money to make it good but instead of giving candy you can give out bible tracks no (laughs) so here's the deal um if you're going to do something like that um you have to make it better than trick-or-treating right like this whole idea we're not going to give out candy because that's celebrating halloween that's like saying hey guys um christianity is so miserable kids because you're talking to kids now if you want kids what you ought to be doing is saying Hey, man, here's a gospel track, and here's a king-size chocolate bar, right? Go to Costco. Knock yourself out, man. If you're going to represent Jesus, make it the best thing it can possibly be. And I don't care if you call it a harvest festival. I don't care if you call it an alternative or a safe trick-or-treat or whatever you want. But you can still get the gospel in there. Remember, the way to reach society is to serve it. So you can still... um Without celebrating the evil of Halloween, you can um, redeem that holiday by, uh, you know, whether you want to like make a point of putting a message in it or not, you can still redeem it. And the way that you redeem it is maybe you have at your booths, you have things that are going to be tied in. Like what what we used to do was um, we used to have each ministry of the church do something. And that was, that was helpful. But really, to be honest, um, I'm not a big fan of carnivals. What, what we did, um, when we first church planted, uh, in Long Beach was, and, and here's the thing. I think when the churches started doing this, uh, these alternative Halloweens, people started kind of going, you know what, that was safe. 
I don't like the idea of my kids going out with all these strange, creepy people. But the church people giving out the candy, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be razor blades in that. And so it started, people started getting a taste of security for their kids. Because it used to be when I was a kid, our parents would turn us, turn us loose just before dark. We would go out for hours and hours. And then we'd come back, you know, in the wee hours of the night, man. Mom would say, come home by 10 o'clock. And, dude, we were like eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old. Like, we didn't walk the streets with our parents. Nowadays, you would not even think of doing that, right? True. I mean, did you go trick-or-treating as a kid? I did a lot. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. My Baptist family still went trick-or-treating. Yeah, baby. But we never had a party at the church. And I'm sure there are plenty of people at the church who would have been, like, bent out of shape. Yeah. And that's what I was saying earlier is I think people kind of – they they – they hide it if they do it nowadays because they're like, oh, I don't want to be seen to be evil. I always tell people Halloween's my favorite holiday. It's an and adult holiday. That's the thing. It's not a kid holiday. Like adults feel like they can have fun with it. Yeah. I like them all. I mean, I like all the holidays, but candy, that's an awesome way to celebrate. You know, for some reason, for me, that's better than gifts at Christmas. Um uh, candy's just awesome. Costumes are awesome. Seeing people's imagination and making their own costumes. I love that stuff. And uh, the thing is, is it? I was raised in a family. Here's here's kind of a, a, a maybe a disclaimer for people who are like, oh, you're evil. Yes, I am. The Bible does say that about me. But at the same time, um, my family was steeped in the occult. So when I was growing up, when I see Halloween <laughs> – it, it's it's a very bad imitation of the real deal. So I don't see any harm in it. It's kind of like Harry Potter or the Wizard of Oz. I, I look at the Wizard or Lord of the Rings. I look at that and I go, that's all pretend. That is not the real deal. That doesn't in any way stumble me. It doesn't give me a hard time because my family knew. My, my parents had seances in the house growing up. We had things going bump in the night. Um, we still to this day, we had an occultic experience or a supernatural experience, uh, th- th- this week, you know, I've, I've had that stuff in my house all my life. Um, particularly if I'm seeking the Lord, it, it goes off the chain. I get in a, a huge amount of spiritual attack. I know those of you that are listening are going, oh my gosh, these guys, I knew they were nuts, but, uh, Pete's saying, Pete, Pete thinks I'm full of crap, but you know, it's, uh. It happens. No, I don't think you're full of crap. I just, um, no. I know you don't. I'm just teasing. Yeah. I, Pete actually is like, I don't want to talk about it. You're freaking actually, me out. I actually have a story about that This that happened to me this week. Are you serious? Yeah. No way. Yeah. You want to hear it? Dude, creepy story time with Pete. Let's We're do it. We're talking about Halloween. No, <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it was nothing like bumping the night and the hard drive flying across the room. I didn't have that. But I'm driving, um, where was I going? I don't know where I was going, but I was going over by the Long Beach Town Center. And uh, right when you get off the 605 freeway and you turn left on, I think it's Carson, to go to Long Beach Town Center, there's always homeless people right there because you're almost always at the stoplight. You like you never make the green there. You have to stop, and it's a great place to panhandle. And I'm driving, and it's a green light, and there's no cars, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this light. This is pretty cool. This never happens. And I kid you not, there's a dude sitting on the sidewalk right there. And as soon as I see him, 
I'm like, there's something not right here with this guy. Like I knew there was something not right with the guy, but I didn't think anything else about it. I was just like, okay, a homeless guy, but there, it was freaky, man. I don't know what it was. And as soon as I drive by him, he takes his cup and just throws it all over my car, all over my car with his water or whatever was in the cup. And I was like, like he was trying to cause an accident. Like literally that's what he was trying to do as I'm driving by. And I'm like, dude, that guy totally just tried to cause an accident, like intentionally. And the first thought that went through my head is I think that guy is possessed. Cause like it freaked me out. As soon as I saw him, there was something about it. And as soon as I, I, he couldn't see me. Right. I mean, we never made eye contact or anything. I'm, I'm way back there. I got sunglasses on. My windows are tinted. He doesn't see me. But I'm telling you, man, that was it was it was unreal. Cause I was I don't know. Does that make any sense? I should just yeah. shut up. I should just yeah, shut no. up. I'm, I'm one of the up. one of the coolest stories now. One of the coolest stories, and, and this stuff happens. Um, you know, they, they they do. They hate your guts. But the uh uh I remember a story of a a pastor that I knew who um was in an elevator. Um it it was uh with dr walter martin was it that one yeah it was the walter martin one yeah and uh he he basically was in the uh the elevator in 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 the with a cop and the 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 she goes you're a christian and looks at him and then the cop goes I, i'm a christian too and she goes no you're not <laughs> oh really yeah. i didn't hear that one yeah. No, the one that I remember. Oh, you're with talking. Oh, you're Dr. talking Walter about Martin, the one. Um, and he's in, he's about, in the elevator with someone, and like the oh, person yeah. what growls, was that? like What's growls that? like a demonic growl, but the yeah. the mouth wasn't open, and the guy goes, "What was that?" And he goes, "That was what you don't believe in." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Different story. Sorry, man. Different story. Both elevators, but different stories. So, in other words, so, never get into an elevator with someone else. Absolutely. Especially if they have red hair. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, so going back to um, the whole idea of Halloween, um, you could you could throw one of those carnivals and I I'm not against that. But I just think in order to make it, you know, uh, there's two things like, for example, a church plant here in Oceanside does it and they have had great success. That's what their church got known for was the neighborhood said, oh, man, thanks so much for doing this. They didn't do it because they were like, hey, you know, we want to have a. um you know, an alternative to Halloween because Halloween's evil. It wasn't like that. Now, if that's your conviction, you know, I got to say this to you guys. We don't choose our convictions. If if it stumbles you, then it's food sacrifice to idols. And I'm not meaning to to mock or disrespect that. It's just I get, I get bent out of shape with the legalism and people that won't think through the issue, right? That's what irritates me. But if you're on the other side of that and you're like, hey, you know, I still, you know, I, I can't. You don't choose your convictions, and that's cool, right? It, it, it's okay. If that's where you're at, that's fine. But this church was like, hey, this is what we're doing to reach our neighborhood. And, and it came out of this. The church planner was like, the first year, he's like, hey, you know what? I don't feel safe because the day he moved into his neighborhood, it was Chris, Chris Martinez, the guy that I served with in, in Oceanside at Generation Ortho. He basically was like, hey, you know, um, you know, the day he pulled into his neighborhood, there was a drive-by and someone shot and killed right out in front of his house. And so he said, look, I, I can't send my kids around at Halloween. So it was like a month later and uh, he ended up, uh, what do you call it? Um, they threw this event. So the church became known. People are like, oh, are you guys the ones that do that 
awesome Halloween thing? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, thanks so much, man. We love that. I mean, our kids never had a safe place to trick or treat before. You know, we, we, we didn't want to send them out, but we don't want to keep them in. So these are unbelieving families that are unchurched people saying, thanks for running that. So if, if you've got that kind of situation, then it's a win. But one of the things that we did in Long Beach, again, you, know, you, you picture kids running around in our neighborhood where we church plant, right, Pete? And uh, trick or treat. And that's that's not a good thing at all. You never <laughs> we don't go there after night. <laughs> so we when we started meeting in the school, um, what we did is we talked to the school and they said, well, we do this trunk or treat. And we said, well, hey, how can we help you? And so we threw. I Did you ever go into our trunk or treat? I never went and saw it. But I'm pretty sure Jamie always supplied some candy because first year. So, yeah, we did this big candy drive first year we did. And and this was cool because schools are really strict. So we told him, hey, we criminal check all of our Sunday school workers. So if you wanted to come volunteer, you had to be criminal check. And so we told him, look, everybody that sets foot on that campus for that event will be criminal background check. And that meant a lot to the to the principal. And um, so we were like, yeah, you know, let's do that. And uh, the, the principal was like, because when we did it, man, we went all out. So the first year, um, Charlie did it. He had everyone dress up. Um, I think they did a pirate theme, but somehow Charlie ended up in a penguin costume. I have pictures. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Hey, you never know when you need to blackmail someone with a giant picture of them in a penguin costume. Was it a pink penguin? No. Should have been a pink penguin. It, it should have. It really should have been. I, I would have had a lot more leverage with that. But uh, but basically what happened was um, they, uh, you know, they, they knocked out of the park. But the next year, our Sunday school coordinators had done this, uh, uh, what do you call it, vocational? Why is my brain not working today? VBS, Vacation Bible School. You had the small coffee this morning. I, d- I actually did. I yeah. did. Yeah. And uh, Vacation Bible School. And I, I here's the deal, Pete. I went to Starbucks with my daughter. I do these daddy-daughter dates on Fridays. So I take her out to breakfast. But she wanted to go to Starbucks. We go to Starbucks today. And I have learned that Starbucks coffee is not as strong as the coffee I make. <laughs> I make really strong coffee. Yeah, I um, I just remember back uh, someone on Facebook who uh, used to go to Refuge Long Beach, and he, he was commenting on some post about, oh, another reason we shouldn't go to Starbucks. I don't know what it was. And he goes, well, I already don't go there because they make really blankety-blank coffee. And it was just so funny the way he said it. <laughs> and it was a guy from Refuge. It was It was pretty funny. Yeah, we bought our coffee from the gay coffee house, if you remember. We were in the park. We went to Hot Java. I thought they were all gay in Long Beach. I thought all the coffee houses were gay. All the ones in our neighborhood were. Yeah. You had the uh, Ambrosia Cafe across the street. That was was a gay gay hangout portfolio, and uh, which is where Neil Cole. Pretty much everywhere around where we were. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what was interesting was that, but we did that to build a relationship. But again, this is what I'm saying, guys. There are different alternative ways. The other thing is, um, you you do it in your neighborhood. Like you, I don't know if you guys do this or not, but you know, do you trick or treat with your neighbors? My neighborhood 
goes around like together. There's a huge, my entire street moves in this giant, like 20, 30 person mob. All of us that have kids know each other and we go around all together. And this year, I, I still to this date don't know what I'm going to do um, for Halloween, but it will involve trick or treating. So, um, yeah. So in, in one of the things that you can do too, is you can do your little carnival deal, um, you know, just for like two hours. Don't make it a super big deal. Get, make it so that people can do both. Let me tell you about a couple of years back, a couple of Halloweens back, I went to this church. Um, man, what city was it in? It wasn't that far. And like three nights that week, they did a haunted house at their church. Remember the one in in L.A. was it was it Angels Church or or uh, Luis or whatever they used to do this like Halloween oh, thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Who was it? Whoever yeah, it was, was it um, used David to, Trujillo. Yeah okay David Trujillo. When he used to do it, um, they could no longer do it wherever they were doing it, so they moved it to this other church, another uh, Calvary Chapel, um, in another city. I think it was like Southgate or something. I, I can't remember exactly. And I'm talking to the pastor because I'm there with, you know, Church Planner Magazine. They're like, oh, yeah, come through, come through. And they, you know, let me cut the line, you know, because I'm like, yeah, I'm with Church Planner Magazine. I want to do an article. Press pass. Yeah, press pass, press pass. Uh, Backstage pads, like Wayne and Garth. That has gotten me, that has gotten us into some serious green rooms in the past. I'm telling you, yeah, I got to, I didn't have to wait in that line like all the other people. I got to go right in. And and the, the pastor was funny. He's like, yeah, this is really new to us. So we don't, you know. We were looking to do something to reach the community, and they needed a church because they couldn't use their old building anymore. And so we decided to do it here, and and they put on a uh, a haunted house in their building where they took you through in groups, and basically they were taking you through hell. <laughs> Literally, it starts off at a funeral, and then you go through hell, demons, fog machines. Kids loved it, right? Because they're like, oh yeah. It's Halloween, and but they're they're actually telling you the gospel story as you go yeah. through it, and then at the very end, there's you know uh, a scene Jesus on the cross. They got actors on the cross, and then you go into the uh, the courtyard afterwards, and they're witnessing. And I'm not kidding, man. I was like blown away by this because I would have looked at that and gone, "Eh, it's kind of cheesy," you know, whatever. Um, I was really glad that I had infrared on my ca- my camera because I could actually see what was in the dark rooms, you know, because I'm looking at my my viewfinder on the camera. And um, but there were literally people crying in the courtyard, accepting Christ. It was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, dude, God can use anything. This is crazy. Yeah. yeah. He can use the power team. He can use the power team. If God can use the power that's, team, he can use anything. That's the we need. We need the T-shirt of a cartoon guy from the power. If you're an artist, please draw this of a big muscle-bound guy ripping a phone book in half, and then it will say, "God can use you. He can use the power team, <laughs> or just um, smack happens." I, I'd be happy with that. Hashtag smack happens. Yeah, with with the guy ripping the phone book. With the guy Do ripping the phone book. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be perfect. Can you imagine if we did a collage of all the crap we've talked about on the Church Planner podcast? Do you remember when I launched Church Zero? I I did a collage of every pop culture reference. I kind of do. In the book, yeah. Yeah. I had these posters made up, and it had everyone from St. Patrick to Yoda to, you know, you name it, the dude from the Big Lebowski. I mean, everybody was in there. It was awesome. 
But you don't even catch some of the hidden references in church zero. Cha-ching! Uh, I've got one where I say, uh, now this is the rug that really ties a room together. I'm drawing a conclusion. And I'm like, only some people are going to get that. And I bet they're not readers. That's the ironic part. I bet they're not readers. As a whole, the people who would get that from the Big Lebowski, not readers. Not readers. And I hear tell that the audio version is much preferred. That it's uh, I, I Everybody who listens to the audio version says, I was laughing the whole time I'm listening to this book. I can tell you, honestly, that's one of the few books I have not listened to on Audible. Are you serious? Well, because I bought the book and I read it. <laughs> the guy is awesome. His name is John Gager. Dude rocked that book. Read it way better than I could have. That's funny. Even did the Yoda voice at the beginning. Did he really? Yeah, I found out from my next book that uh, they're not going to do an audio book. What? What if you read it? Didn't you talk to I him about said that? that. What they said? I even have a buddy of mine who does audiobooks. He's like, Peyton, I'll read that for you. Like, no cost. I'm like, well, we want to wait and see, you know, blah, blah. Because it's Zondervan now. If unless you're a big boy, right, they're not gonna they're not gonna invest in the audiobook. So I was kind of bummed. So we need to start the Safe Ferris campaign, you know, do Peyton's audiobook campaign. Yeah, but then I think they might be really like scared when only 10 people sign up. <laughs> they might be like, why do we why do we go with this author again? Hey, you know what? What they're telling me is you gotta work for it, pal. And I'm cool with that. Let's work for it. Let's see if it happens. If the book deserves to have an audio, it'll have an audio. Dude, all I can tell you is the old Church Planner podcast, the numbers are on the rise. Yeah, baby. Like we were up twenty percent last month. Wow. Not bad after that's doing this good. thing for three years. That's a that's a good bump. Not bad. Not I don't know if it was just all. a freak of a month or what. So we'll see here in September. We might have a little bit of social media help these days. We we have a new uh, director and new brain, and he's been up in the social media bump. So we'll see. I'm not taking credit for that, saying it's from that area. I don't know. I've, that's the only thing different that's been happening from yeah, my Yeah, I'll take wherever it comes from. Dude, I haven't blogged or done any of that crap forever. Hey, hey, audience, how you doing? Okay, back to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> and we even missed an episode last month. Did we really? Yeah. Oh. I'll give you a hint. It wasn't because I wasn't here. <laughs> Did I let you know I wasn't there this time? I think that was the one where I like called you the day before or I texted you and I'm like, oh, okay. So are you going to be here tomorrow? And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. No. I have to say the Band of Brothers call yesterday. I so badly wanted to play that on the podcast today. It was pretty that good. That was a good call. Yeah. If you do say so yourself. <laughs> yeah, because I do end up talking a lot on them. Hard to believe, right? Really? Wow. <laughs> Schmack happens. But it was so good. I mean, I was anticipating Is what was going to be. Is this the part where be. I was talking about my underwear and Tyrone voxes me and says, by the way, I'm in the car with my wife and daughters and they can hear you? That's right. That's right. I, I think we've been talking about your underwear for quite a few broadcasts now. I'm just, I'm kind of happy with the new underwear. <laughs> It's too bad that we don't do a visual version because Pete, you could just snap that puppy up. Five percent, five percent spandex. That's all it is. Is five percent spandex. That five percent goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. Are you sure you don't want to take a picture of them and post them? I can take the picture off of Amazon where I bought them. I actually last night went on and bought like a, a bunch more. I bought the Chewbacca ones. I bought, <laughs> I bought a few more. Got the whole wardrobe, man. Hey, you know it's nice. Yeah. I might pick some up. I'm, I'm due for some Mondays. I figured I was really due for some undies. Dude, that's awesome. We You're should, like, Pete, we should actually go back. You've been working hard. 
you know, you know what you need. You need to reward yourself. Here's some Star Wars underwear. I did actually kind of feel that way because this week was a very good week. <laughs> That's all I Baby's buying a new pair of underwear. Right. I'm getting an iPhone and some new underwear. Woohoo! <laughs> Splashing out. So here's the deal, man. I um I uh, wanted to say to you guys, one one of the handy tips I can give you for this is use the VBS. We, that's where we last kind of jumped off the cliff. Squirrel. But uh, <laughs> use your VBS. This is what we did, right? I can't take credit for this, but our Sunday school coordinators at that time, they had done, I don't know what it was. It was some VBS that had like pandemonium or something, some panda bears and bamboo. Man, I'm telling you, our trunk or treat booth, it was like trunk or treat booth on steroids. Really? They took all of the VBS crud, the costumes, the mm. the decorations, the stuff, because you got that stuff left over. And you just ran it in like July or August, most likely. So you hold on to that crud and you use it for your event. Uh, if you're going to join in with the school or what have you, use it. Put that stuff to work, man. And uh, yeah, it was it was good. And the, the principal came and she's like, you guys have raised the bar. This is amazing what you've pulled off. Our booth became the main event. Now, like, did they keep th- that up the next year? Yeah, we did it again the next year. But I mean, did they keep up that same, same level? Same panda props. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we <laughs> New one. Yeah, no, they do it every year. This time We're not pink. in the school anymore, but we did it two years running, which again, like we just kind of got known for like holidays, but the principal coming up and saying, you guys like, Thank you. Like, you know, the following year, you know what happened. She got in touch with us and she's like, are you guys coming this year? Please say you're coming this year. Mm. I would imagine she retired, but I would imagine if she was still there, even though we weren't meeting in the school. She'd still be asking. Yeah. She'd still be asking us, will you please come and make an appearance at, at at our deal? And that's what you're going for. This is kind of what I'm saying, guys. The bottom line is whatever you do, Make it excellent. Don't be the cheesy excellence? version of something. Are you saying make- excellence? We should go strive for excellence? <laughs> In this, yes. Because what you don't want to be is the crappy substitute for someone's Halloween, right? You don't want to be like where the, the kids are like, oh, man, I got to go to that stupid church thing. Or the families are like, man, we blew it. Won't be back here next year. These guys suck. This is a front door for your church. This is this is the window. This is the shop window. And let me give uh, our Bivo guys another idea. If you don't have a building or you don't have a place that you rent or you're still starting out, um, there is a house by my house that every year they go full out and decorate their house for Halloween. Um, they, I, I'm pretty sure they hire someone because they're, they're getting kind of old. But um, but they're realtors, and so they do this as like their way of like, oh look, you know, we're we're realtors. Use us if you want to sell your home. It's like <laughs> the worst marketing ever, but it kind of doesn't matter. And like the lady, it's so funny, right? She's out there. She's got one of those clickers in her hand, and she's clicking every time someone goes in because she wants to like have a count at the end of the night. You know, Ooh, this year we had six thousand people go through, but people literally drive from out of our neighborhood in here so they can go through the house. Yeah. And my point is this is let's say you don't have a building wherever you live, you could put on something like this because people love that sort of thing. Yeah. And 
you don't have to be like, oh, you know, it, and here's a Bible tract. I mean, you can just reach out to people this way and, hey, you know, come through. We're going to do up our house because we don't have a facility or whatever and just yeah. do it. Well, and that's the thing, too, is if if you guys are going to, you know, and the, the other thing is Pete, Pete's really brought up a good idea. And, and I mean, you can do that stuff. Back to the VBS stuff, keep the years running so that each year as you're investing in all these decorations and stuff, each year you got a new booth. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a new kind of arrow in your quiver, something to add to it. But, yeah, I mean, everything Pete's talking about, you know, everything I've been talking about, my, my point is give away the best candy, have the best things available, you know, because you want to really wow people, not with like gimmicks and crap like that, but you want people to walk away saying these guys care for this neighborhood because they're going to ask you guys, if you do it really well, people are going to go, why are you guys doing this? Like who, who put this on? Is, is this is this being paid for? And you just go, no, we're, we're just a new church in the area, man. It's our neighborhood. We just, we just love our neighborhood. Like you start having those conversations, people are like, really? That's cool, man. Then you start talking for me, the benefit of these events is, and I remember the Halloween event got people to the Christmas event because they remembered meeting me at the Halloween event and tell me about the church. So when the Christmas event came around again, we were packed. And I remember just meeting people at the Halloween event, same thing, second year um, after our Christmas event. I remember people going, um, oh, yeah, I remember you from the Christmas thing. And some of those people, man, when we were growing in the school, it was because of our Christmas event. It was a turning point for us. And making those contacts and relationships with people, having those conversations where you're now not a stranger. So when they come to the church, they know you. You know, I'm mm-hmm. apostolic, so I, I I tend to to mill in those settings. Like that's where I'm in my element. I'm like a duck in water. There, I just you know I I mill. I meet people. I talk. I have conversations. I build many relationships. I'm a connector, and that's that's kind of for me the real benefit. I don't care what we do. If if you use anything, whether it's tent making, Paul in the middle of the marketplace in any city in Asia Minor, or running a Halloween event. If it gets me around people to have conversations with them, then it's worth its weight in gold. Mm. I dig it, man. I do. Yeah. So, guys, if you're going to do something, start planning now. Talk to your local school. Raid your closet for VBS. If you're a church plant and you haven't had a big VBS, raid the mothership. Go back a couple years. Hit them and say, hey, what did you guys do the last three, four, or five years? Do you have that stuff? Is it in storage? Can I have it? Can I use it? But if you're going to do it at a school, Bust out four or five booths. Tell that principal, hey, we really want to do this nice. So anyways, guys, I hope that helps. Um, again, you can move around the neighborhood, trick-or-treating with your your neighborhood. That will form relationships. That will form community. If they don't do that, why don't you start it? Um, it, it there's just tons of ideas. But use the big holidays to reach unreached people. It's something that we're all united by. It's something that brings people together. I don't think you standing, shaking your finger, um, in saying that kids shouldn't get candy because it's the devil's holiday. Um, I don't think that's going to have the witness that you intended it to have. But if you can redeem paganism, if you can put it to work for the gospel um, and, and plunder the enemy's goods and divide the spoils and souls that are one to Christ, then you've won, man. So that's it. Well, guys, this has been the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. 
reminding you if you want to reach Wait the ones nobody's reached. Oh, huh? Are you a math pastor? No. Are you a podcasting pastor? <laughs> Maybe. I just uh, want to get to the end and go home. <laughs> I may be a forgetful pastor, Pete. Well, let me just throw out there to you before you end out the podcast that if you happen to have a church plant and you're not a math pastor and you really don't want to go to jail for screwing up stuff with the IRS, you don't want to handle workman's comp, you don't understand the whole parsonage thing and getting your pay done right, then maybe, Peyton, maybe you ought to consider SimplifyChurch.com because they will do all of that stuff for you. Head you know, we'll consider that, Pete. SimplifyChurch.com? Head on over to SimplifyChurch.com. Tell them Pete and Peyton sent you. <laughs> Tell them Pete That's and Peyton so simple, sent you. Pete. <laughs> I'm trying to do it as Fire Marshal Bill. Tell them Pete and Peyton sent you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so simple, Pete. It's almost as simple as reaching those that nobody's reaching. It's almost as simple as MoGive.com forward slash church. Wow. You know, you would have to, to, to go where nobody's going. And do what nobody's doing. That's the end of our podcast. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Church